Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up and welcome back to the Kind of Funny Games cast. Of course, I am Tim Geddes and I'm joined by the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. Great afternoon, Tim. Great afternoon to you. And rounding out our crew today, we have Adam Cole, a.k.a. Chugs on Twitch.tv. You should follow him at the Chugs. Adam, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Phenomenal. Very Phenomenal, excited. Phenomenal, man. The three of us just Good. hung out and live reacted to the PlayStation State of Play, showing off Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. It looked fantastic. We're going to talk all about what we thought about that. And in addition to that, we all actually got to preview the game. We got our hands on to varying degrees uh, of the, the game, got to play a whole bunch of it, and we want to give you our thoughts. Although, remember, the demo's out now. So you guys yeah. are going to be able to go out and play a whole bunch of it yourself if you would like to do that. Um, but just a little reminder for everyone, this is the Kind of Funny Games cast where each and every week we get together to talk about video games and all the things that we love about them. Uh, you can join us on youtube.com slash games to watch. You can join us on podcast services to listen. But if you wanted to go above and beyond, you can get the Kind of Funny membership on Patreon or YouTube to get the shows ad-free um, and watch us live as we record them. And you get a daily exclusive show. It's a great deal. I love it. Uh, shout out to some of our Patreon producers, Carl Jacobs, Streaking Ain't Easy, and Delaney Twining. Thank you all for allowing this to happen. Um, today, we're brought to you by the Kind of Funny store. We've got a whole bunch of new merch up right now. You can go check out at kindoffunny.com slash store, but you'll hear more about that later. I want to get right into it. There's just too much Final Fantasy VII excitement. Adam, I want to start with you because I met sure. you a few weeks ago. At, uh, we were in LA, got to go to this preview event, and I, I see you at the hotel, and I see your shirt, and I see Cloud on it, and I was like, I'm going to go up and introduce myself to this guy. He looks familiar. I'm not sure where I know him from exactly, but I'm going to... He seems like my type of guy. I walk up to you and immediately egg on my face. I'm like, this is fucking Adam Cole. <laughs> <God damn> <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm so glad you did. I'm so glad we finally got to meet face-to-face, -face, man, especially at, at such a cool event like that. God, I was hyped. It was awesome. It yeah. was awesome. And now, and now, look, now I'm on the show. And now you're this here. Is amazing. It was great. This is amazing. Man. Yeah, that's the thing. It was. It was awesome. Got to talk to you and be like, oh shit, like you are all about Final Fantasy. This is so Thanks. rad. And then Andy, you got to to play a little bit of it as well. Um, so yeah, we 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 played the game. But Adam, so what is your history with Final Fantasy VII as a, a series, the original, the remake, all the things in between? So I kind of have a, a very short uh, but funny backstory is my, my first experience with Final Fantasy VII, the original on PlayStation 1, was actually a mistake. Is uh, Me and my younger brother, we really wanted Resident Evil 2 um, <laughs> that year for Christmas. We were so excited. And my mom discovered that that had M for Mature on it, mm. and we were not allowed to get Resident Evil 2. So instead, we got Final Fantasy VII, and, and me and my brother both cried. We were, we were so upset. We wanted Resident Evil 2 so bad. Then we played Final Fantasy VII, and to this day, it's one of the and most influential. <laughs> right, yeah, right, right, exactly. Only happy tears. That, well, happy and sad tears, I guess. Uh, but yeah, Final Fantasy VII 
has impacted me. One of the most influential pieces of entertainment media, period. Like, like again, just the, the ability to make me care so much about these characters, uh, care so much about video game music, just wanting to constantly escape into this world. Final Fantasy VII did that better than any other game I'd experienced at that point. I love that. I love it. I love it so much. And I imagine, did you play through a remake? I did. I did multiple times, multiple yeah. times. And it, I think what I love so much about remake, aside from the fact that it's done such an amazing job of replicating that special spark that the original Final Fantasy VII had, is it's it's created the exact same sense of wonder I had when I was a kid playing Final Fantasy VII again, with the questions of where is the story going to go? What exactly is going to happen? But I'm just as thrilled, if not more thrilled, than I was when I was a kid. So I loved Final Fantasy VII Remake. Loved it. Hell yeah. So Andy, let's before we get into our preview thoughts of uh, our hands-on experience, right. we just saw that state of play. Any takeaways? Um, I, I just am confused by so much of what is about to happen in the game because there's so much of that that I don't know. A lot of these references that you and Adam are making and going like, oh my god, this area, oh my god, this, I just have no experience with that. I never played the original Final Fantasy VII, was never a huge fan of turn-based games, and I saw my cousin had it at one point. I was like, there's 20 discs there, what's going on here? <laughs> I don't have a PlayStation with a 20-disc changer, you know? Um, but I, I knew that when Remake came out, I wanted to give it a shot, and I fell in love with the Remake. Towards the end of it, no idea what the hell's going on. No idea why everybody's angry <laughs> in some cases or why some people are pumped about what the, the future changes may be. I'm just kind of, um, I'm blown away by the amount of variety. I did not expect this to kind of have that. Uh, it, it feels like whenever I see random screenshots from people um, playing Like a Dragon and there's a million different mini games, and here we are seeing so many different things that the developers are bringing uh, to the table that I just... I'm kind of stunned that it there's that much variety avail available because remake had a couple of you know different mini games here and there, but nothing to the degree of this. I would say even in addition to the mini games, uh, just even the the locales that we're yeah. seeing, you know, like Final Fantasy VII remake, very focused on that Midgar part, which has a lot of very similar looking exteriors and interiors. Right, you're either in the dark slums or you're kind of in the the the, the winding hallways with a lot of green glow mm -hmm. of being in, in Shinra and all that. So yeah, here the, it's a lot more. Um, and so Adam, seeing this trailer, was there any areas that like really stood out to you that you're like, oh my god? Oh, but God, multiple. But but one that really, really stuck out was uh, Gold Saucer. I've, I've been so curious to see how that was going to look. Um, and, and it looked just as majestic and magical as I hoped it would. I, I can't wait to explore more of Gold Saucer. Cosmo Canyon is another favorite area of mine. Uh, really, there are so many different areas I'm curious to see what they do. Um, like, again, how they extended so much on what the original Midgar was in Remake. To think they're going to do that with all these new areas in rebirth it, it has me so stoked so excited yeah and so so it's really cool now kind of blending what we saw here with a little bit of what we actually got to play so um for people who played the original they'll know the midgar section is kind of the the just opening of the game and then once you get to the end of it it turns into much more of an open world style adventure mm -hmm. where there's a big world map with a ton of different towns and just a lot more variation in where you're you're going and we see the moment in the in some of the state of play we just saw of them like going through a corridor and then you, they open up to the big, beautiful green field. And that's kind of this big introduction to the open world moment. And that was something that we got to see in the hands-on demo that we played. And it was 
very emotional for me. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Come, yeah, this moment we're seeing here, like walking out, it was just like, it's definitely overwhelming uh, for a lot of reasons, like in terms of like the gameplay and in terms of like, oh, it's an open world game. There's a lot of checklisty stuff. There's a lot going on. Seeing this map we have here, it's like, oh baby, this is, this is a lot. But it also is like, wow, they're kind of already delivering on a, a, a dream here of like seeing these old moments that we had when we were little kids of the wonder of this moment of like, wow, this is the biggest thing I've ever seen. And to see it now and still feel that way is like pretty special. I think it's pretty shocking how like throughout every generation of video games, you always say like games will never look better than this. Mm -hmm. And replaying and re-experiencing Final Fantasy Remake right now with, with Snowbike Mike and it being his first time, you still get those close-ups on the characters' faces. You're just like, the, the, how can the game possibly look better, right? And then you see a trailer like this and are kind of immediately reminded, oh, there's, they are improving it somehow in some way. And the, all of these, like the lighting and all these different environments, everything just looks so handcrafted and like special. I'm just really stunned by the level of care and quality put into all these different things we're seeing right now on screen. So Adam, talk a little bit about your experience playing the game. Yeah, and, and going off of what Andy had just mentioned is even the little bit that I did get to play this game. I spent so much time walking around and just looking at all the detail in everything, whether it's like a picture, flame, uh, picture frame or flowers or like a signpost outside. It's, it's insane how much attention to detail they've had. Uh, but, but very similar to your experience in the sense of getting out into the open world and seeing it for the first time. Uh, again, just blown away. Um, two things is one, I remember thinking, oh my God, this is huge. And you open up the map and I thought that was it. And then you pull back and you realize, oh my God, I'm not even close to seeing the entire open world. The Elden and Ring we moment. Got to, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Very, very similar. Um, and then also too, I really enjoyed how much stuff was filled in throughout the open world. It, it's not a ton of empty space with nothing to do, whether it's enemies or buildings to explore or um, just a bunch of different stuff. It, it seems like there's going to be a ton to do in the open world, which uh, to me is, is a big key as far as making your open world really, really exciting. So my God, through the roof, like just goosebumps all up and down my body uh, going through that experience. Yeah. Yeah, so this is now the, the second time I got to get my hands on the game. Uh, and I, oh, nice. I did my first preview back in, I, I, I want to say September. That would make sense. Yeah, it was like, Man. it was the TGS demo. Um, and I remember like talking about it and being like, I'm so stoked for this, but there's just something about the preview that just didn't like nail it for me. And I think I, I did the Spider-Man 2 preview the day before, and it was just such a great demo that we got to do for Spider-Man that the next day playing Final Fantasy, I was like, I get it. I'm I'm so stoked for this, but there's just something about where they're placing me in the, the action pieces and then in the open world. It just felt a little more jarring. This demo, the way that it starts off is essentially with like a a brief recap of the very end of Final Fantasy VII Remake. Super hype, super exciting, the mo motorcycle chase out. And then you just get into this uh, like retelling of uh, a flashback to the Nibelheim incident. And then you're in it and you're playing as Cloud and Sephiroth. And this is the demo uh, that a lot of people are going to be playing. And um, you just go right back into it. And I loved the framing of it being kind of the crew of characters in, in present time talking to Cloud about what happened. Like, right. tell us about now that all that crazy stuff just happened. Tell us about who is this Sephiroth guy? Mm -hmm. And they start using that. And I think that framing for both 
people that haven't played a Final Fantasy before, it gives them at least some understanding of what's going on. And for people that like played Remake a couple years ago, I think it's a really good refresher on like, hey, here's the main cast, here's why they matter, and here's the stakes of the story going forward. And then the first hour or two is just pure Final Fantasy VII goodness, man. You and Cloud and Sephiroth going through Wreck and Shop. There's nothing cooler than you playing as a main character and then either playing as or seeing an NPC come in and just their damage numbers are a thousand times higher than yours. And they're just a boss that's taking you like minutes to defeat. They come in in two swipes and they're dead. You're like, this is awesome, you know? Yeah, I was... Uh, it was perfect for me. Somebody who has only ever seen Sephiroth as like uh, the dude that is always being thirsted for on Twitter, <laughs> right? As he's just <laughs> always like the super hot dude with the long hair, and like I never really knew much about the relationship outside of that between him and Cloud. And I think it's kind of perfectly framed for someone like me who would only ever play the remake to see. Oh, let let's get a glimpse at what this relationship was at one point where Cloud is. Kind of a rookie right he's kind of this rookie uh soldier first class and sephiroth is kind of like all right you take this you take this little uh encounter right here i want to see what you can do in this moment i thought it was just super cool getting these conversational back and forth between all these different characters and the team up combo attacks all that stuff was just really cool and made me excited for what the rest of the game would be combat wise and uh it's important to note andy just said all of that stuff but without saying anything specific here it's very much if you know you know type situation the whole opening of this game has so much stuff that if you're looking for even if you're not looking for it in some ways you're gonna be like oh my god this is how they're doing this and that is really damn cool but it doesn't really get in the way of the storytelling for right. somebody that might not necessarily be looking out for for all those things uh adam what do you think about the the combat of specifically even that section of the the cloud and sephiroth stuff yeah again it, it was so fun and so well done first and foremost aside from again seeing the the relationship sh uh, side of things with with sephiroth and cloud again they do a wonderful job of making sephiroth feel incredibly powerful so it's it is so so much fun in the opening moments of that game um but i also i really do enjoy the synergy attacks i think that's a really cool new addition that uh is both very cinematic and just exciting to perform and exciting to do but the combat feels as smooth as ever it, it seems like they've taken what worked in remake and just added so many more details and little things that you can do to make the the combat even more intricate but also just as easy to pick up and play as well it's not like it's super difficult but i feel like the the people who really do pay attention to detail and figuring out what type of attacks they want to do uh, what the enemies are weak to it, there is so much to play with um in, in rebirth and even in the little bit that we did get to play it's like there's so this started off with the cloud and sephiroth bit but then eventually we get into the more the open world sections and mm -hmm. we got to play through some of a town and do some of the like the odd jobs that they talked about um and then we got to go a little bit more into more of an open situation where it is kind of the actual open world part with a lot more combat scenarios and being able to see how versatile the party is of like how many different characters they are how different each one of them plays because in remake you're able you for the most part you had the three characters and there was like sorry the team of like what it was like four for the majority of the game yeah. but you could play with three on your party at any time switch between them here already it's like there's so many more characters to play as like we saw in here there's you know, Red 13 and Yuffie and um, that being added to the full party, that's in addition to Aerith, Barrett, Cloud, Tifa. So you have a lot more flexibility in who you want your team of three to be and the dynamics between them all. Adam was just talking about the the, the synergy attacks, the, the team attacks that they have. 
it's an interesting new feature on top of everything from the remake system where it doesn't expend any of your uh, magic. It is more based on um, doing the odd jobs on the sides to build the, the, the personal relationships between the different characters. And the higher those levels are, you can, when they're in certain scenarios in combat, you're able to go to a new menu to do these like combo team attacks that are very cinematic. They're and, stunning. And so cool. Yeah. And there's so many of them. And like they, it's so many of them feel, it's, remake was fun because it was constantly like switch, 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 go, go, go. Like it was turn-based combat, but it's also very action-y. It's really pushed up to like, you're moving a lot more in this, I would say, in terms of like, like telling somebody to cast a spell while you're setting something up, getting in position to do one of the team attacks and just like boom, 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 moving. Like it's a, it's a lot of fun. Um, for, for Adam and Tim for, cause I didn't get to play all of the sort of where the actual preview opens up. I'd kind of ended a, a little bit before that. Um, does any of it get a bit daunting? Did you ever have a moment where there's too much stuff being thrown at you with these odd jobs? And, you know, I, I can imagine that if there's, this is their chance to kind of introduce a lot of the, what the rest of the game would be. Did it, do you ever feel like overwhelmed at any of those moments? Um, I, I did not, I did not. Um, and actually too, the little bit that I did get to experience, the cool thing was too, is every piece of side content that I did like felt worthwhile. Like I didn't feel like I was wasting my time or even every dialogue option that I had. It didn't feel like, okay, let's get through this. Um, but I was not at any point feeling overwhelmed or, oh my God, this is gonna take forever. I, again, this was very, very early within the game. Um, but no, no, I, I thought awesome. it was very easy to follow along with and also really, really fun to do. Yeah, it's weird for me. Cause you know, I'm traditionally not an open world guy and I, I'm mm -hmm. definitely not a, uh, I like my games to be a game. I don't need my game to have a game in it and have that game have a game in it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so yeah. it's like a lot of this, it's like, oh, it's mini games galore and side quests and all this stuff. And look how open it is. A lot of that seeming like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I really like how linear remake was. I like just, we, we're having the story. We're in this location. So jumping into this, I'm like, I love Final Fantasy VII so much. So I'm willing to kind of like give it a shot more than I would some other things. And so far, I'm like, oh, man, they're winning me over. And I think so much of it yeah. is that, like Adam was saying, the side stuff feels worthwhile and varied enough that we're not doing the same type of, like, fetch, fetch questy things over and over. And if we are, it's all has unique, um, like, dialogue happening mm -hmm. on your way. Like, let's say you're, you're, you have to pick up thing A, take it to place B, then take it to place C. While that's happening... If that's not the interesting part, the conversations between Aerith and Tifa that are going on that only happen on that quest line, they're so good. And yeah. there's some, I love yep. the writing in Final Fantasy VII Remake. I feel like just having more characters be able to interact so far has been so impressive to me of they feel so real. And not just real to like the world we're in. It feels real and authentic to the world they're in, which is so hard to pull off because we've played the original. We have these voices and these characters in our, our heads to see Red 13 talking and moving around and like being a, a real thing and it feeling right, that's so hard to get. Yeah. <laughs> but but I think that so far from what I've played, they have, and it's made all of the open world stuff while daunting. And I will say it is kind of daunting. Like when you get into some of these open world situations, I want to do it all. And I'm like, I can't. But like they were just saying in the state of play, 
the way that the game has been working is that you can always go back to the side stuff. So it's, there's not this feeling of like, oh man, if I don't do it now, I'm not gonna be able to. It's like, they understand that there is a story to tell being thrust forward, but then there's also just limitless things to do. Right. Yeah. Very cool. I, one, uh, just a little nitpick out there, mm-hmm. right? Cause I, you know, let's, let's give some, uh, not so good with the good that, that I experienced. Um, me being a visual snob, um, when you're running around in those early moments of the Nibelheim incident, I'm looking at the game and I'm like, oof, man, right now I'm performance mode. This is not even 1440p. This has got to be like maybe around 1080-ish. It looked really, really low res and kind of fun, fuzzy in a lot of spots. And then uh, it, during that whole sort of open area for me, I just wasn't really digging the look of everything. It looked a little bit fuzzy. It looked low res. I, a, a lot of pop in here and there. And then you kind of experience that first demo boss fight. And it's like, <laughs> it's like they added two more PS5s to like your machine. <laughs> and the production quality just ramps up. And it re- reminded me a lot of my experience with Final Fantasy 16, where there's a lot of moments where the character NPCs and it, when they're talking to each other, it looks very, very basic and procedural. And then the big boss fight hits. And it's like they pumped $3 billion into the, the budget of what that boss fight was going to be. I, I noticed a lot of that, especially because that first boss fight looks so damn good. And it's in a very kind of controlled cave area. The lighting is fantastic. Everything just looks yeah. so top notch. And then you pair that with kind of where they introduce to you the synergy moves. And that just adds so much more to the production value. And you're just kind of blown away that like, if you understand like they're putting a lot of their time into those moments as opposed to kind of running around or, you know, maybe some patches help out some of the performance here and there. But um, I was really blown away by the contrast in how sharp and amazing things looked in the boss fight compared to just kind of walking around in those early moments where, where Sephiroth is being like, you take this one, Cloud, you got this or whatever. Still, gameplay was very, very fun, though, and I enjoyed getting back into that rhythm of combat after, you know, Mike sometimes forces the controller on me when, I, when we're doing the Final Fantasy VII remake playthrough. And getting the hang of that again and just kind of finding the fun in it again, you know, mixing up the different elements, so much fun. I think from a presentation standpoint, I'm just, it's it's a little bit of a cheat code because we're talking about some of the most iconic game music of all time. Mm-hmm. But easily, like legitimately oh though, Final Fantasy VII music is, it it's so much. <laughs> like, it's just like, it, it, it transports you to a place, to a time, to a feeling, everything. And I, I remake really pushed it forward of like making these beautiful themes even more special. That rendition that I, you first get is like, oh my god! And and the thing is, the 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 so far in Rebirth, everything I've seen, they're just having so much more fun with it. And like they, in the state of play, they just had 400 recorded tracks. And I'm not surprised because even in what we played, the the first like three four hours of this thing, I heard maybe 10 variations of the Final Fantasy VII main theme, maybe four variations of Aerith's theme, like five variations of Tifa's theme, and they all feel so perfect and authentic to the moment. There's so much love and care put into, you know, we see Tifa when she has a little, like, the cowgirl outfit, and she gets this, like, Western version of her theme. And it's like yeah. every moment feels bombastic and cinematic because every single moment is backed up by a memorable score. And the amount of times they have fun with the like the one wing one wing and angel Sephiroth theme like motifs just throughout little battle stings or throughout moments that are happening. It's like, man, there was like some some storytelling going on just via the audio of this thing that I'm just so impressed by. And the moment that I think you're talking about is 
kind of like it's not the title screen moment of the game, but um, the credits moment. You're you're like you're walking. Go for it, Adam. Oh, oh no, go ahead. I, I was just gonna say, but the that was my favorite moment from everything that I got to play. Uh, seriously, just because again, video game music is so important to so many of us, and it really sets the mood and sets the tone and sets the scene. And that credits moment again, I was just my face hurt from smiling so much, and I, I had goosebumps all up and down my body. Um, yeah. The the Final Fantasy VII remake soundtrack is my favorite video game soundtrack of all time. I think um, with them taking like some of the classics and making them even better, then adding new tracks that I loved as well, whether it's battle themes or area themes. So thinking what they're gonna do with FF Seven Rebirth, even from the little bit that we got to hear, um, it might top remake for me. I mean, it it sounds so good. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm right there with you. And uh, so speaking of music and transitioning a little bit more to mini games and like things that Final Fantasy Seven are kind of known for. One thing I loved is so early when you're in Nibelheim, just walking around, you go into a house and there's a piano. And then they're just like, just play the piano. And there's just a full-on playable piano. <laughs> like, like, was that the type of thing that you're just like, I'm going to get lost in this? Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of reminded me of The Last of Us Part Two, getting on that guitar, like, what stupid songs am I about to cover here with Ellie? Yeah, it's awesome. Like, that level of, of interactivity and care, having these moments that kind of really help you remember not just you know you're going through this plot you're going through this story but these little side things can really like help cement these memories for you and i i just think all this stuff is so special yeah it really is um we are going to keep talking about our experience with final fantasy 7 rebirth after a really quick word from our sponsors this episode is brought to you by kindoffunny.com slash store we've got two brand new drops for you this week first check out the kind of funny broadcast line Old School Telethons inspired this distressed design and collection for our annual Kind of Funny Day campaign, which includes a t-shirt, tote bag, and coffee cup. Our cozy collection, designed by Nick at Campfire Designs, is also available. Get nice and snuggly in your choice of a crew neck sweatshirt and joggers and a women's cropped hoodie. These have been big hits with the team, and we think you'll love them too. Both collections are available for the next two weeks on kindoffunny.com store. Grab them while you can. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. So jumping back into this, we were just talking about some added mini games. We saw in the state of play a ton of the classic mini games from the first game are coming back, but there's one that is new that we did get to play a pretty good amount of that is pretty core to the experience of Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. It's a card game called Queen's Blood. And I'm telling all y'all right now, this is going to be a problem. <laughs> this is going to be a major problem because it is a card game that is simple to learn 
very hard to master very well presented in the game as like a a, a thing that you're like oh th this is worth doing uh even in the first kind of open area uh, in calm that we got to to play in the the demo or the preview uh there's a a a wealth of opponents to be able to to go and face off in this game and you get worthwhile things and it builds the story and it feels like integrated into it all and the game's really good y'all <laughs> like it's really really good it has a great theme song to itself and it's just super fun it's snappy like the whole match is done in like three minutes it reminds me of marvel snap so it's gonna be a problem i'm telling you right now did you get sucked into this at all adam um so i did but truth be told i am horrible at card games within video games. I was terrible at Gwent in The Witcher 3, and I'm terrible at this one as well. But I am determined, determined to teach myself how to play it because it is very fun. It is very, very fun. So, so that card game is not the same little tactics game that they had in Intermission. No. 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 Oh, shit. Yeah. And even earlier when you were seeing, you're like, oh, is that the same thing? Same area, different game. The oh. game that we're seeing, like the mini game we saw today, is a remake of a game that was in the original game. <laughs> mini game from the original gotcha. game. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. But this this is a brand new card game in this. And it's it's just awesome. And I really it like is. it again, so much to shout out about the presentation of this game. The presentation of the card game, I think, is like particularly impressive because again, feels authentically part of this world. When you're walking around and seeing people playing the card game, you're like, I buy this. It makes the 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 world that they're in feel a lot more lived in and, and real. Mm -hmm. And during the card matches, they treat it super anime where like you you walk up to somebody and then the they're like, Do you wanna do you wanna duel? It's like it's very Yu-Gi-Oh. Okay. And it's like you wanna duel? It's like, yeah, let's duel. And the camera shifts and you hear the like you know what I mean? Like yeah, like let's awesome. go versus and then as you're playing it, the characters are kind of talking shit to each other. And so you just hear like uh, the BO of them just being like, little banter. like, oh, you think that got me? Nah, try this. And it's like, <laughs> this is awesome, man. Like, it's just so much fun. How much of the demo does that like, or how much of that preview? Is it in the demo? Yes, it was in the demo. So uh, it was in the preview where you, uh, once you, it was past where you got to play, but oh, it was, okay, um, it's in calm. It's in the, the city when you first start, uh, when things open up a little bit, but not quite fully open. Um, just to give you an idea of a town, which, by the way, the towns in this game are bustling. So much to do and see, so many conversations happening, and it, like, it's so funny because like playing through this in a lot of ways, I'm like, God damn, this is just a dream Pokemon game. Like Pokemon, step it the fuck up. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, but on the other hand, I'm just like, it's that, but not every single person's talking about Pokemon. <laughs> like they're talking about things gotcha. that feel relevant to that city, to that moment, not yeah. like. Oh, I heard chances could do whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Um, gotcha. So it's like I, I'm really, really bought into the the town element. But in this town, there was like at least four or five um, potential opponents for the card game. Okay, gotcha. Um, and like you can buy new cards and stuff. Like the the card stuff is like a big deal. But also, you don't really you could skip it if you wanted to. Okay. What what yeah. difficulties did you all play on? I, I played on normal. Okay. Uh, for me, yeah, yeah. I also um, but, go for it. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, it was, it was great. It was great. Yeah, that was it. I played on normal and it was awesome having a great time yeah. with it. And then when I got to the, the final boss of the demo, which was this like big snake boss thing that I don't think either oh, of you nice. got to, um, yeah. it kind of kicked my ass and I was just like, ah, oh, shit. And it really kicked my ass because I had just not been equipping everybody with the right stuff. I was the problem with 
a preview event for people that don't know you're limited with the amount of time you have with the game mm -hmm. and so they're just like there's a lot to do you have this much time go so i kind of had to pick and choose you take a break it's like oh, i want to go to the table get some like mangoes and get some well, melons I was, I was playing a lot of the card game oh you, know what man, I mean? okay. like, <laughs> you didn't even like, hit up the spread that they had there that's wild dude but but i've yeah, been eating all the granola bars <laughs> uh yeah so I, I i ended up going down to so there's there's normal, there's easy, and then there's dynamic difficulty in this one. Okay. So dynamic, I'm a little unclear. I need I need a little more experience to understand exactly how dynamic it is. Like skill-based matchmaking? Like you get better, it gets better? Yes. Okay. And that, it's phrased yeah. that way, but I just don't understand. So it, it's phrased in a way that makes me think that if you're doing well, it makes it harder for you. Yeah. I don't know if it makes it easier for you if you're not doing well, though. You know what I mean? I don't know if dynamic is is a hard. You gotta thing. assume if maybe you lose a couple times in a row, it you know. Yeah, probably, probably. I just yeah. don't know. I just don't okay. know. So, but yeah, I ended up. I eventually went down to to easy. No shame, man. No shame. <laughs> no shame at all. Who is your? No what characters were your favorite to use, Adam? Like, it, did you have a side character that you could use that had like the coolest move set, or one that you felt yourself gravitating towards? Oh, so um, obviously, I, I mean, Cloud is the main character. He's he's a ton of fun to play as, but I really do enjoy playing as Tifa. Uh, like, I love all the different combinations that she can do. Um, she's just so, so fun and moves around the map like so, so quickly. So she was probably my favorite to play as. But again, Barrett is fun. Like, really, all of them are fun. And actually, I, I'm excited to try extensively a lot more of the characters out as well but everyone feels great to play and exactly how you would imagine those characters to feel playing as and interesting uh note there red 13 is like playable really now for mm. the first time so um his play style is it's pretty interesting it's uh it's defense focused where you kind of are going to want to go in and get a lot of like parry type thing going and your parries will essentially like build up his meter so for people who played Remake, and then this is now even more so true in Rebirth, every character essentially has a square attack and a triangle attack. Square is kind of just the basic punch, 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 slash, 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 whatever. And then triangle is unique to that character. So um, Cloud will have the ability to switch between Punisher. uh, punishing mode and, and um, overdrive? Operator. Oper operator mode, yeah. yeah. Um, where one's a little stronger and allows uh, you know stronger hits, but less defensive options. Uh, whereas uh, operator mode is a little bit more nimble and more more defensive things. So for Red 13, his is you're, you parry and you defend, and it kind of takes the hits in and it builds that meter up, and then you can use the meter to kind of like fight back. So it's like okay. a, a very um, countery type of thing, and he yeah. spins around a lot. So it's like you can just like tap square or if you build up your meter triangle, and he's very like flippy, and he gets in there, and it's kind of like think of him like using his body as like a saw. Okay. Essentially. So you can kind of go in there super chip damage uh, style. And it's so fun to get a combo going of like Tifa going in, getting the, the punch combos going, and then set him up. So they're just like getting. <laughs> <laughs> so did you all notice like a whole bunch of like crazy dynamic, the team up synergy moves? Like, were you like, oh, what would Red 13 look like with Tifa or so and so with whoever, you know? I, um, I, I wish I had the chance to do more of them. Um, because actually I spent so much time like just exploring the open world and looking at random buildings and things like that. 
Um, so I did get to try a few. And uh, again, all of them are so different. Like, um, it, it's so wild how not a single synergy move feels similar to another one. Um, and everyone that I played or everyone that I used was was super, super fun. But I still have so many more synergy moves to try out. But I really, really enjoyed them. Yeah. And again, the, uh, the, the, the whole setup with the unlock system here of, like, deciding what you want to level up um, and, and the small, like, passive bonuses you get throughout that, I love stuff like that. It, it just opens up so much stuff within the game. So what's really cool about that, so it's the folio system, um, which is essentially, I mean, it's a skill tree, but it functions like the sphere grid from Final Fantasy X, but just on a much more, like, small uh, scale. Um, the Final Fantasy remake had a similar type thing, I forget what they called it, but like as you go through and you get your skill upgrades, and there was like there was like a tree going like on, a galaxy sort of thing. Yeah, thing, yeah. this is a, it's a little simpler to look at and understand. Um, and you can go in, but what's really cool about it is at any of the save points you go to, you can uh, change whatever you want, and you can just completely restart and re. Uh, negotiate where you want all of your um, skills to go if you're like realizing oh i actually want this these characters to be like more defensive or faster or whatever it is like based on how your play style evolves and um it's really really cool to me how quick it all is and i, I think that's actually a, a big thing i want to point out how snappy this game is like the the loading or lack of it just yeah. the like yeah. how impressive it all looks and like the presentation of it all but it's just like once you get into it man it's just the menus just load so nicely. Like, it's very, very, very impressive. I'll tell you one simple thing I love that it's like just such a tiny little thing. The just the visuals of the pause menu. I love going to the pause menu, seeing your characters there, doing like a little idle animation. You know, Cloud will put his buster sword on his shoulder and then he'll, and then you go to a different menu and it's a different camera angle. It's just such a nice change from just that blue screen because I've been seeing that a whole lot with this recent playthrough. Yeah. I love that. It's such a tiny change, but it's it's cool, and it's it just makes the game look a lot prettier, I think. Also, too, another very small detail, but I but I love when you're exploring the open world, and then you, you get, like, an encounter out in the open world, how the music so seamlessly transitions into, like, a, a battle theme, and then it goes right back into the calm explore, uh, exploration-style open world world map theme i i think that that was so seamless too that the dynamic awesome. music man i mean we've seen it in it's some games great. it always hits I, I don't know if it's ever hit this hard for me. wow like, and it, uh, yeah. second time i'm bringing up spider-man in this preview but spider-man so good at evoking oh, yeah. that thrill as you start swinging and the music like rises and you hear the choir like it's always good but that's one song that might over the course of the game have like two or three versions but like it's one little thing this is every moment, and I am so impressed that every section I get to has a new battle theme that is also dynamic to the normal just walking around theme. So it's like it is the calm battle theme. It is the, you know. That's uh, where the 400 tracks are, Adam. <laughs> really? Like that starts adding up, right? Because I, I remember even the preview I did last time, the, the first preview, when it was uh, more in the Junon area of the open map, the battle theme was the Junon theme battle version. And mm. it's just satisfying man like yeah and again I, I i am it's cheating i've been listening to these songs for 20 plus years yes yeah. you know what i mean easy like, dubs for them yeah <laughs> but but it's like it's it's an easy win but they didn't take the easy way out right like this dynamic yeah. stuff the amount of love put into it like they showed up with it man and it just makes the entire experience feel like earlier adam you were saying that like Final fantasy 7 is like so so important like this to me it, it's star wars for a group of people like it is so special that like this this cast of characters and the, the the locations and sounds and all of it can come together 
and mean this much <laughs> and look this good. <laughs> For sure. I I um I remember when when Final Fantasy VII remake came out. I know initially some people were were disappointed that it was only like one section of the game, but the love and attention to detail they put in remake uh made it so worth it. And I know the love and attention they're going to put into Rebirth is going to knock it out of the park even more than remake. So the, I'm so happy that they're making this like a three game series. Uh, and, and if they continue to put as much love and attention and detail into remake as well as rebirth and then whatever the next game is, it could be my favorite trilogy of games of all time. It, it's so, so special. Yeah, man, it's it's really impressive. And, you know, I will say as the, the two of us being like super, super hardcore fans of this, this game series and everything like I am so impressed like the way that remake ended I was beside myself of like this is the yeah. best thing ever for me like I, <laughs> yes, I absolutely love this and playing through is this, that because you're like I'm gonna get something new out of this experience? yeah it's because to me it's the perfect balance of it's what I've loved before just done mm -hmm. again which mm -hmm. I want, right? but it's also new. There's also some new stuff. And like, I like getting weird. Let's get weird a little right. bit. The biggest thing for me is Zach being at the end. I'm a Zach boy. So yeah. if yeah. the idea of getting more Zach, I'm just like, that is incredibly cool to me. Um, so with all that, I'm like, this is very exciting. But playing the the bit I did here, this the, the way that they handled the flashback and to the open bits of uh, like uh, calm and outside calm, I was so impressed at the balance of how faithful they are to the original and how beat for beat, line for line of dialogue in some cases. Mm -hmm. Like um the specifically the scene of Cloud and Nibelheim crawling towards oh. a burning building without giving away any other things about that. Okay. I can't believe how faithful it is for something that was so resonant to us back in the day, but when you watch now, is goofy as hell looking because it's just little shitty polygon guy yeah. like crawling. <laughs> but to play through it now, it feels so impactful, and it, it feels like it should feel, you know. But then there'll be one line of dialogue that's different, noticeably, and you're like, "Holy shit, what are they doing?" Like I'm just so in <laughs> on like yeah. what they're gonna keep the same, and more importantly, what they're gonna change. But so far, with the four hours I played, I am thrilled at the changes they're making, and more so the teases they're making at where this game is going. And I think that's a very exciting thing. Playing this demo, the way that it ends, and like the setup that it has, I'm like, oh, they're gonna give us stuff in this game. This is not gonna be a part three team mm. for part three. This feels yeah. like it's gonna be like there's there's shit going on. Very exciting, <laughs> very exciting stuff. <laughs> very, very exciting stuff. Adam, any final things you want to say about your time with this? No, just I, I, again, I can't think uh, of a time that I've been more excited for a game to come out. And I mean that genuinely. Uh, again, going off of everything that you said, this, this feels like a giant love letter to Final Fantasy VII, while at the same time, again, creating like a whole new exciting experience, whether you've played the original or not. Uh, this game is going to be a grand slam. I just know it. I just know it. I can't wait for February 29th. Cannot wait. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the hype is real right now, but like, I, I, think it's, I think it's justified. Like, I, I will say that this preview event, it was one of the rare times that there was a buzz in the room. Like, yep. everybody was like, oh, oh, they got... This is special. The, the, all yep. the people working on it. And oh, by the way, the, the event was incredible. The entire voice cast was there. And you could tell yes. everybody was like, 
we got something like we got uh-huh. that's awesome this one so yeah pretty pretty damn cool and the last thing i want to say gameplay wise this is like a huge improvement for me um from remake i hated in remake how uh cloud would walk around and it felt like he was bumping into everything and the hitbox and collisions of how he was moving was not fun to navigate the worlds and like like if there's a tra- a chest and the, the triangle icon pops up and like you have to be just right to open it some of that's still here with the like chest opening stuff but just the way cloud moves around the world and like how it functions you can a jump lot over more. a railing <laughs> it functions a lot more like uh like uh link in uh breath of the wild yeah. or spider-man <laughs> spider-man where you kind of just you hold r2 when you can move and he just goes over whatever yeah, yeah, you have yeah. to and it feels good to me like moving around yeah. like actually the locomotion of it feels a lot better to me which was a a much needed uh, improvement uh, to piggyback on that i thought of you because as i was playing it there uh there was a little mountain maybe about three or four feet tall than me not mountain but just like a, a hill of dirt uh, inside of like this larger sort of canyon and i was like oh i can maneuver myself on top of that because there's there's a little materia there and I'd get up to the top and then Cloud would like fall back down. I was like, oh, I got to do this like three times. And finally, I like I found the triangle, I, the triangle icon pop up. And I was like, oh, Tim must not have liked this moment. Right yeah, here. yeah. And I haven't experienced well. that since then. But that was like I was like, oh, I hope this isn't the case for the rest of it because Tim hates that shit. Yeah, yeah. But uh, anyways, I'm sure we're going to have a lot to talk about this game in the weeks to come. Uh, Andy, of course, thank you for joining me. But Adam, thank you for joining me. Where again can people find you? Oh, so I uh, I stream on Twitch. Uh, my Twitch is twitch.tv slash the chugs. We play a wide variety of games on there. Certainly we'll be playing Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. So if you want to come hang out, please feel free. Oh, there we go. Thank you. There Thank it you. Is. I love the Sonic logo. Incredible <laughs> stuff. Yes. Incredible. Yes. Uh, Well, thank you for joining us and thank you all for spending your day hanging out with us, watching the state of play and then watching our thoughts on this. Uh, It's going to be a a very fun time. Remember, this Friday is kind of funny day stream part two. Um, All day we'll be streaming, doing a bunch of fun, cool stuff. The return of KFAF. It's going to be a blast. Uh, But until next time, love you all. Goodbye. Bye, gamers.